try not to bring our guests back too often, but in the case of Jim Brunberg, co-owner of Mississippi Studios, Revolution Hall, Polaris Hall, and point person in the fight to get federal and state money to our music venues, well, you can understand. But this one is solely about music, and Jim is joined by Ben Landsdivert, the other half of the band they call Wanderly. They're having a CD release on Friday, March 18 at the show bar at Revolution Hall. The album is called Story We Tell, and some of the songs have been available for quite a while. It's just that we haven't been available to be there with them and enjoy listening. When you're finished listening to this episode, watch the video below it. Here's Ben and Jim. I see in front of me uh, two uh, two musicians here right now, and um, uh, one is Ben Landsberg, and who's that other guy? He's always popping up on this goddamn podcast. <laughs> Only because I love you. I, I just I'm a big fan, and I want to. I just like love being in the conversations. Well, I think it's I think it's wonderful that uh, you're you're having a CD release party like a year after the album came out i think that's fabulous <laughs> don't tell the album isn't out yet it's, it's not it's not we actually Wait. have we've made we we pressed copies of this album in a plastic <laughs> format <laughs> yeah we've made them so that they we designed them so they get stuck in your car stereo mm -hmm. like <laughs> a barb you know yeah you never get them out Shake but it's out. but it's a it's a it's a psychological barb like you'll never want to take this out of your car stereo yeah. <laughs> and you get the wonderly story we tell cd it's worth so many listens that basically it'll get stuck in your car stereo both physically and psychologically and you'll never get it out you just drive around and it was designed that way yeah oh yeah it's high that we use the top notch algorithmic uh indicators and <laughs> Lots of chords. Our top people on it. Yeah. How how many chords do you think? All of them. All of them. All the chords. More than yeah. more than three. All of them. Yeah. All of them. Three three hundred and fifty six <laughs> chords, and all the notes also. That's the, really. Yep, they're all uh -huh. in there, but they're very they're placed in a, with an emotional intent, not proud. We don't we're not proud of our technical prowess. Although although you should hear this guy play the viola, it's like okay. wow. I mean, he catches things on fire when he plays the viola. But ben, most, we got ben, really, you know, and we really did get seriously emotional in our approach to this record and trying to do the tell the stories that we were telling in a in a way that was both sympathetic to the characters that we're singing about and and uh, antith. What's the opposite of sympathetic? Uh, and antipathetic. I, I would say objective also. Yeah, well, pathetic. Yeah. could be pathetic. We pathetic, yeah. <laughs> we approach them pathetically. Like there's a song on there about DB Cooper, in which we we didn't stretch the truth, but we we postulated that mm. you know perhaps uh, Florence, the the the, uh, the flight attendant in question, might have had some longing longing thoughts about him. Not not in a sexual way, but just in sort of a life <laughs> yeah. life choices kind of a way. And so we we took that approach and we we sort of sort of asked, what if? Because some of these stories people are familiar with, like D.B. Cooper. The other stories on Story We Tell are more obscure. The people We're always surprised. Oh, you never heard of that? Well, now you can hear We tell the story. We tell the story in, in song form. In the song, yes. I did, I did a, a shot a piece for Inside Edition on a fake D.B. Cooper. These oh, two, well, these well, two well, guys from, so from, uh, from Washington were, were absolutely certain that there was this guy in southern Oregon who was D.B. Cooper. Turned out none of them were right. 
But I got to interview like some of the 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 um, law enforcement people who were in on the on on the case. Oh, cool! And they they you know they I think they didn't care anymore. But uh, <laughs> well, but it's still a hot case, right? I mean, listen to oh. our see if we got all. The yes. Details. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. We, we put yeah. as many we packed as many details in there as we could, <laughs> having it be like an emotional story. So right, yeah. check out all the details, like you know the seat number and the tie clip and, the, and everything. <laughs> check, well, check these two, they, these two guys, these two guys had had written about about this guy that he, he, they, he thought that they thought was DB Cooper, and it was so hush hush, they were they were so nuts that they got a hotel room out uh, you know around the the, uh, the border between Oregon and, and Washington. At, at, a, at a hotel there, and that's the only place we could go to talk to them or to shoot an interview with them. Meanwhile, they were as bogus as everybody else. Well, wow. there's, yeah, there's a lot of people, because we did a lot of research, and we ended yep. up talking, because we made a little film to go along with it, and we talked yeah. to a lot of people about it, and there are many people, like dozens of them, who have each individually staked their own personal career and reputation <laughs> on their own theory of who the real D.B. Cooper is. So there's And there's, there's so many. There's so many. Yeah, yeah. And it turns out they all hate each other. <laughs> They're like, no, that guy's terrible. He's totally bogus. And if you listen to him, I'm not going to talk to you. And I'm going to catch the house on fire. I'm going to catch your fucking house on fire. It's crazy. <laughs> Threatening shit, yeah. Hey, Ben. Yeah, hey. What, is, what does he want with a piccolo? The piccolo? What does he oh, want no, with a piccolo? What, what's about a piccolo? That you don't know about the piccolo? I don't know about the piccolo. What oh, about? man. Have I mean, you been I, keeping this from him? This is a secret. It's a secret. The piccolo is for top secret purposes. Oh, oh man. But I play all the wind instruments that involve blowing, and he uh -huh. involves all the instruments that involve bowing. Bowing. Gotcha. Bowing, gotcha. blowing. <laughs> we just Do figured you? that out. Bowing. That's the quickest way to describe it. <laughs> I blow, he bows. <laughs> We both pound on things. We both yeah, yeah. And we both pick it and yeah. uh, sing. What was that? Do, you have, do, do you have a fife? Hmm? Do you, do you have a fife? No, only Bruce Fife. God, jeez. Do a little shout out. That there. was a stretch, wow. Jim. Yeah. Now we have to tell everybody who, I mean, Bruce Fife has, has been on this podcast. He is the head of the Musicians Union. But that was a stretch. He's not a fife you want to blow. No, I don't. No, it's very true. That's very I, true. Hey, I don't. I'm sorry. <laughs> Low-hanging fruit. I apologize. Oh, jeez. Please edit that out. That was just... I, no. No, no. Get rid of that. No, no. That oh. goes in. <laughs> Please don't use that. Okay. Anyway. Not me. That wasn't the me talking. That was, lo no. that was locker room talk. That was somebody else. That was somebody else. A, th a third person in, in the con uh, on your side of the conversation. Terrible. Um, all right. So... So, so tell me, tell me about first of all, tell me about the show bar. Uh, that, that's back open, huh? Yeah, well, it's mm -hmm. about to be. Uh, we're we're happy to be part of a, the inaugur inaugural season. Uh, there've been some great shows that have been scheduled in there, but it keep it kept having yeah. to close because of the uh, epidemic, the pandemic, the, the whatever it was that is. Is and, and it's, you know it might have been a little easier for people who don't know what the show bar is if you had said show bar at Revolution Revolution Hall because I, I had to go look everything up. Yeah, that would be that's true. Why didn't you do that? Ben, come on, man. Nah, um, come on, man. 
well, hopefully, it's a great room. It's really, it's, it's, it's new. Yeah. And uh, it was going to be at Polaris Hall, uh, uh-huh. but the calendars got so messed up because, yeah. you know, everybody's been rescheduling that we we moved over to Showbar and it's it's but it's great. It's where the uh, Lobar Corral uh, mm-hmm. Lobar. Yeah, their thing at Showbar. Show yes, uh-huh. some of those people will know where it is, and then other people who've been to, to some events will remember it. But yeah, it was open, and then right, right when we got it open, we had to close for the pandemic. Um, yeah, because, mostly because of staffing issues, uh-huh. um, and, and obviously because we didn't want people to get sick by being mm-hmm. in the same room together. But it, it, you know, we could have made a, some things happen, but it, it was so difficult. We tried and tried, and every time we tried to come up with a sort of a plan that involved social distancing and and masks and vaxes and everything uh something would happen and it would fall through we you know a staff member yeah. or a artist would get sick but hopefully knock on wood that is ending but the C- the cd release is not just you two right well it's not just us we have an incredible band uh it's the band that usually uh, backs up the low bar corral actually so some uh-huh. yeah. yeah some of them so we have uh, we have like Kylie King playing with us, and Ned nice. Sailing, and Dave Jorgensen, and uh, Jack Mortensen. They're incredible players from around Portland. Yeah, uh-huh. and and my daughter's saxophone teacher, who's, right. uh, Brian Myers, is an incredible horn player. Is going to play. But so we're, Ben and I normally play just as a duo, but in order to recreate the album as much as we could, we we needed a band because right. we, we do a duo thing that's. Just usually him on upright bass and me on guitar, or him on viola and me on guitar, and then we harmonize and, mm-hmm. and sort of like uh, it's it's that sort of <laughs> it's that paradigm where we could do it in front of one microphone and just ha- have it all work. <laughs> uh, but we wanted this to kind of feel like the album and have yeah. these epic tales get treated with some degree so, of epic musicality. Yeah, yeah. A lot of instruments on the albums, and we wanted to wanted to be represented. Yeah. So are you going to do the whole album? Um, mm, no. We, well, we're gonna do most of it. There's stuff on this album that's not really doable live. Yeah. There's, there's, it's, it, there's some stuff on it that's a little uh, out there, and uh, you know, it's, it's, there's, there's some stuff that's orchestral, which we don't, we don't have a problem re- recreating that because yeah. of the incredible Kylene and yeah. Ben. But there are some moments on the record. There's a couple songs on the record that are just so. There's one called Balloon Bombs, for example, that we're not gonna mm-hmm. do uh, because it's it. It almost is too emotional to do because it's it's especially now during wartime. Uh, balloon balloon bombs is about a story, a uh, very specific story about the the only uh, co- on the continental United States the only casualties of World War II, hmm. uh, or in fact in the entire 20th century on American soil on the continental United States, and it's a very serious song. And so getting together for a CD release party that in which we're, we're singing frivolous songs about, you know, the mystery of D.B. Cooper and, <laughs> and a couple other things. It just didn't seem like we should do uh, balloon bombs because it was it was uh, disrespectful to the to the people. Because mm-hmm. in, interestingly enough, balloon bombs, even though I say World War Two, the, the casualties were well after World War Two. Huh. Uh, you have to listen to the song to understand why yeah. that is. But there was a, a it's a more serious one. So we left that one off. And and there's sort of an epic tale of heartbreak. That it, that it was just too long and and oh right that's yeah we left yep. that can, we left that. Canada that's 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 for the the AM uh, radio waves we're doing exactly eighty percent of the album will be performed by an excellent <laughs> and then Ben and I are going to do a, a duo set so we're going to come out ah. and rouse them with with our harmony shtick right. and then uh, and then there'll be a little bit of a sing along element and improvisational element towards mm-hmm. the end of the night so we're, we're so, looking, looking forward. 
do you need to 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 buy the album to have the, the lyrics in front of you? Yeah, I think that's, that's necessary. That's common knowledge, in fact. And Somebody might have said something like that. We have, we have the album. And it's available. It comes out uh, Friday on Bandcamp, uh-huh. March 4th. So people could actually buy the album, have the lyrics in front of them, bring it with them, read along with the lyrics if they haven't memorized them all by then. Uh, but again, because it, get, it does get stuck in your car stereo, people will be able to memorize it by the 18th. Get a lot of practice. But they can also buy the album at the gig oh, and, read, yeah, and, and read the lyrics, correct? They can, yeah. do, they can do that, too. They would be a step behind, but the, you know that would still be a really wonderful thing for people to do. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you can sing along with people, you know, stand next to somebody who, who, who's, who's heard, heard, heard it before and all that stuff. And you never know. Some people may have heard these songs on YouTube. It's true. And, uh, yeah. you know, uh, because how long ago did you record this? Uh, we started it, I think, the oldest two yeah. years ago. Two and a half years ago. Two and a half. Yeah. yeah. And in the meantime, we, we, the crazy thing is this is this is like the culmination of this project about the stories uh, that's been going on for two and a half years. But in the meantime, yeah. all these these other things that we want to get to, this needs to happen first and then... Then the stuff that we recorded in the interim, including mm-hmm. the acoustic, the, the duo album, right. uh, are going to come out in pretty quick succession. So we hope that people like this one and are not sick of us six months from now because we're <laughs> going to release another couple albums here in the next uh, six more months. More Wonderly coming down the pike. Yeah. Yep. What, so tell me about them. What, is it once a duo album? What are the songs like? Oh, they're up, up more on the uplifting side, I would yep. say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a couple yep. weird covers. Like we, we, uh, when we when we play acoustically, we'll cover. Tunes ranging from like David Bowie to uh, 1900 uh, Russian composers that you know right. we've kind of reharmonized. Uh, sorry, sorry, no Russian composers, please. Oh wait. It, oh right. Shoot, that's canceled now. Yeah. But 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 1900 Russia was you know in the middle of the uh, of it was pre-revolutionary Russia and and there was a certain bohemianism to it and the, the piece mm-hmm. that we choose chose to. <laughs> To redo is from a different era. Celebrate. You're fucked. You're fucked with that, okay? Full <laughs> Russia. <laughs> Throw it away. Fuck it. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> can we can we cover Pussy Riot songs? Because they're yes, yeah. yes, absolutely. Yeah. Right. So there's a couple Pussy Riot covers on there. <laughs> so if you want to hear no us do. Covers. Uh, do that. We'll do, yeah, no, we should. We should you want to do, you, you yeah. do it? You really should. I'm throwing yeah. down the challenge right now. There will be a Pussy Riot cover song on <laughs> Wonder, oh my God. Wonderly CD. Can't take it back. Not this one. Not the one that comes out now. The, the that's funny. Record. Actually, that would yeah. be kind of fun. Uh, but when we play live, it's, sometimes it's a mashup thing that we yeah. do where there's a little bit of improvisation that's it's, it's sort of bolstered mm-hmm. by a, an immense knowledge of, of song and harmony. So we'll do like a James Taylor mock-up with a Taylor, Taylor Swift, Swift song and a, and a yep. Taylor Taylor yep. song. And that'll be like Taylor, Taylor, Mush. Taylor, Taylor. Yep. Yeah, kind of mess with that paradigm a little bit. But, but for the most part, we do our own songs. And you ask what they're like, and there's... They're story songs, but we just love to harmonize. We love playing music together, harmonizing, and, and mm-hmm. finally getting back to that after two years just feels so great. It's yeah. hey, when was the first time you guys played together? Do you remember? The first time we play, as a duo or as a no, just but just uh, encountered each other musically. I remember. Man. I remember. I met Ben when he was the musical director uh, for Holcomb Waller, mm-hmm. and I was uh-huh. recording an album for the Dearly Departed. 
right. It was called a Dearly Departed for the Lone Fur Cemetery. Mm -hmm. And I was put in charge of sort of pulling together all the recordings for that and, and mixing some of them, producing mm -hmm. some of them. So Storm Large and, and, and uh, all kinds of Matt people. Matt Sheehy was on that. Yeah, Matt Sheehy did a beautiful yeah. song. I did a song. Yep. And Ben did a song with uh, Holcomb Waller. And I just really liked him. <laughs> and then next thing I knew, I was in a, a different band with, uh, was it Bowie LaRue? But I think it was Bowie LaRue, There were yeah. several other bands in succession where I'd come in as the bass player or the keyboard player or whatever, and Ben would be uh, on I'd guitar. I'd be viola or guitar or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And, then, and then, oh, mm -hmm. my God, you're in this band, too. And there were like yeah. six bands in a row, and we... <laughs> We just kept crossing paths because we were both so uh, we were both prostituting ourselves regularly to anybody who would hire us. Yeah, and well, so then we, like you do, our, our like you do, our, it's what the musicians do. Yeah, writers do, everybody does. Yep, and our senses of humor matched, and, yep. and we said let's let's form a thing, and and it started off uh, needing to form a thing for mm -hmm. Cheryl Strait's podcast. At first. That's right. Uh, yeah, and so we right. we did that uh, podcast music. Right. Uh, for Dear the Dear Sugar thing, and, and then we're like, well, this, it's way more fun if we get to make up our own words and stories, and let's just goof around with that, and we love that. Start, started doing that, and yeah. yeah. And I, God, I mean, you know, this is our second uh, kind of, you know, full-length album, but but uh, other than that, what, we've come, come out with like three or four different soundtrack albums, mm -hmm. right? They're all song, sort of song-based soundtrack yeah. uh -huh. albums. Uh -huh. Yeah. Out there. But yeah, they're, they're also weird because... You know, when a, when a film director says, hey, make a track that sounds like Tears for Fears, mm -hmm. and we look at our films <laughs> like, okay, make a track, or make it sound like Nina Simone. Right. Oh, boy. Okay. So that's a great challenge. Uh, we, we might need some help on that one. Right, right. <laughs> but, but we did, you know, we did, and we, we delivered, and so those things are out there in the world. If, if people look up Wonderly, <laughs> the, the breadth of music that we have made on assignment that we're very proud of is yeah, really yeah. Fun and we thought about changing the name so there would be a different brand to it, but we're just we're like Duke Ellington, man. There's two kinds of music, good and bad. Yeah, yeah. And I like that. There might not even be any bad music. Matter of fact, if you listen to some of our soundtrack music, you might be like, okay, I hear the bad in there and the good. <laughs> what about uh, Clatsop County? Goddamn, you gonna do that one? No. <laughs> Is that, one of our, is that one of ours? Or is that somebody no, else? No, that's Nina Simone. Mississippi Goddamn. Oh, gotcha. Thank you. Thank you for explaining the reference to me, Ben. Jeez. Oh. Oh, we, we do have one called Young, Gifted, and Dumb. <laughs> Which one are you? It describes all of us. Yeah, both, point, both of us. You're point. not young, Jim. I hate to tell you, you're not old. I'm you're old. You're, much, you're not young. Much younger than me. Not much, yeah. but enough to be, much more to be the dumb one. <laughs> so, are there any any changes to the show bar since uh, you're reopening it? Oh yeah, it's a, it's got a whole new uh, stage and sound system and set of curtains that makes it sound better and less uh, and and has new lights. Did I say lights? Stage lights, sound curtains. <laughs> It's a real venue now, uh, which is gorgeous in there. I love it. And it sounds fantastic. It's just, yeah. I remember once we, once when I was looking for a new uh, place to go to do this podcast, we talked about doing it in that room. And then we said, no, let's not do it in that room. <laughs> Did we offend you? No. We offended, <laughs> I think we offended you. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Oh, because you're at Artichoke. It's so cozy yes. and warm. And, yes. and uh, Bob brings you coffee and tea. And, and I, hope to, I hope to be back in there soon, maybe in I a hope, month. I hope so, too. Yeah. I hope so, too, man. But uh, anyway, uh, we're not talking about that. Um, <laughs> so, listen, this is great. I just, you know, I'm real happy for you guys, uh, you know, because you're working. 
Thanks. Yep. We're yep. happy to work with you. <laughs> love them. We love yeah. working. Yeah. Yeah. This is our favorite kind of work is making these these albums, right? These, these yeah, here. studio stuff. But oh. we, but now we're going we're going to be at Tree Fort Festival mm-hmm. next month and wow. High Sierra Music Festival. So we're we're getting out back into live performing, which is like mm-hmm. I, I remember loving it, and I also remember parts of it that I didn't love a whole lot from back in the touring days. So it's kind uh-huh. of interesting to. <laughs> Re-explore. To see how all this works. I want. Again. I can't wait to do it again. But I'm also sort of like, okay, we're gonna dip our toe and in, back into touring and do a bunch of like festival and one-offs here and there, and then, and then decide whether it's something that we can support. Yeah. <laughs> in our lives. Well. Well, listen, great. I really appreciate you guys taking the time to do this. I know, uh, Jim. We'll probably get into the. The other thing, when, when, when the, you, your other hat, in, uh, before too long. But I just wanted to talk to you guys about music. Just talk yeah. about music for once. God damn. I love it. You know, I love it. We not all this out, other I, shit. I geek out on music for hours and hours with you. That's all Ben and I think about. And sometimes yeah. we forget to do basic things like bathe or yeah. sleep because we <laughs> we've discovered. Hey, did you know in that song we? All chromatically reached through all the chords, and every other one is diminished in the way we stack, way we circle through the fifths on that one. And then we'll get really geeky about stuff like that, uh, and I'll and then I'll forget that I'm a father and I need to feed my children. Or something. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's okay. You're musicians. Right. We take we take into account these things. Low expectations. You know, whenever I'm dealing with my writers, you know, I, you gotta just, you know, you gotta just uh, roll with it. <laughs> I just had, you know, I don't know if you know, I don't know if you, know, you know who Shoehorn is, right? Sure, yeah. I, I wonder if you know what a great jazz journalist he is. No, I've only. He's been, he's been writing for me for about a year now. I suggest you go look at, he is the best jazz writer in town. Awesome. By far. You know why? He understands what fans want to hear, and he understands that he needs to talk about the music itself. Huh. Yeah. And it's, and it's, it's, you know, all, all, and it's, he's great. Anyway. Uh, and he's so I've been uh, I actually had to do a, some real editing this week with him because there was a uh, there was an incident during the jazz festival that was uh, very disturbing. And uh, so that that's going to go up later this afternoon. But it's interesting. It's just uh, wow. but dealing with writers is, you know, it's just like dealing with musicians. In other words, you know you, what I mean? You, right, right, right. right. And that's you got to throw in he's also a dancer, which is even right. more complicated. And a sax player. Yeah. All these things. And a carpenter because he 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 builds all those uh, electric tap platforms. Oh, huh. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, that's that's enough about me and my writers. <laughs> but uh, thanks thanks for asking. So as as I always like to say at the end of these things, that's entertainment. <laughs> nice. 